early on. We started my training right in the peak of my fishing season. My back went out. It, it was tough. I was out for, I think, 30 days. I've never done a triathlon. I've never done any endurance sport. So I got thrown into a 70.3 right <laughs> off the bat. I have an awesome wife. She is an unbelievable woman. And she was like, this is a really good challenge for you. At 55 years old, I'm like, whoa, okay. I set a very high expectation, most endurance athletes do. But sometimes the training, you really get into it. You kind of have to pull it back. When you incorporate your family or friends, they have a better understanding of what's going on. You're kind of showing them what it's all about. And they honestly really appreciate it to see the effort that you're putting in. My dad passed away a little over two years ago, but I saw how he fought and how he was resilient. And so this race is to honor him as well. When I'm hitting those tough moments, I'm thinking about him and what he went through that's gotten me through some pretty tough training sessions. Hey everybody, Morgan Lattimore here. People call me Coach Morgan, the people's coach. I'm a Marine, I'm a triathlete, I'm a coach, and I'm a family man. And you know what? I like having real conversations with real people. I want to talk to people that are willing to have the, the hard conversations, get down deep and dirty on things that they don't tell anyone else. Because who are those people that avoid the real questions? They still have a long way to go. But the people on this podcast are willing to go deep and let you know who they really are so you can grow from their experiences. Oceanside, California, my very first live podcast with the outdoorsman, Conway Bowman. I actually lived there for a little while and I, it was great to be back. It was, I felt nostalgic. The waves, people riding their bikes, people swimming, the burrito shops and everybody at the pier. Conway was ready, energized. And we, I, I look back into when I first met Conway and it was like, I saw him, I was like, oh man, he's like a Jackie Russell. It's just a ball of energy. I'm like, I'm gonna have to hold him back. And what helped him through the, the whole piece is that he was really dedicated to doing it for the right reasons. His family, his mother, his father, he listened and he knew what he wanted to do because he was there for a purpose. And it made that whole event mean something more than it already did. He was ready to talk to me about how he was gonna tackle his journey. Here's my conversation with him the day before his first triathlon, Ironman 70.3 Oceanside. But guess what? He's ready. In Oceanside, California at Ironman 70.3 Oceanside, Coach Morgan here, live podcast today. And it's great and nostalgic to be back in Oceanside. I swam here during the pier swim. I was, you know, volunteer race director uh, for Oceanside, Super Seal, Super Frog. It, it is amazing to be back with my, my endurance family where it all started for me, where I learned how to open water swim. This is the place to be. If you're anywhere this weekend, you have to be at the race cheering people on. And I have an amazing friend, guest, badass, right? Whoa. Um, <laughs> He, he goes out and he fishes, and not only does he fish, he fishes for Mako sharks with a fly fishing rod, modified a little bit. He has a great family, two boys, his wife, mother is still, you know, out there cheering him on. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, you know, 
We'll be here all weekend cheering you on, making sure you're good. And you, not only do you do crazy stuff in the water, you help support San Diego County, right? And the wetlands, you, and you yeah. run that. I mean, that's, how, that's what makes you amazing. Well, uh, amazing, that's, that's a big word. But I do, I do a lot of different stuff. But back to the fishing thing. Yeah, so um, when I'm not working for the city of San Diego as a wetlands manager protecting our watersheds, I, I'm a fly fishing guide and I guide primarily for Mako sharks on a fly rod, and it's, it's all catch and release. So you know, we, don't, we, don't take the, we don't take or, or kill the sharks, it's all for sport. And I've got people coming in from all over the world to do that. It's pretty extreme. It's more extreme for me than the angler because I have to get down and I have to release these things at the boat, and I fish out of a pretty small boat. But um, that's the moment I love most, getting really close to that, that really big creature. You know, I loved it too. When I first met you, I was like, this dude is epic because he does things that is very dangerous. But as your coach, I started to realize that every time you pick up one of those three 200-pound sharks, that we're going to have your back go out or something, or you're going to fall in the water or hurt a wrist. Or it's like, coach, I'm too tired to do my bike ride because I've been fishing all day. <laughs> so it was amazing at first until it started to affect everything that we were trying to accomplish here this weekend. Well, no, you're right. So early on, uh, that's what happened. You know, my back got a little strained because, we, you know, we started my training right in the peak of my fishing season. And, yes, uh, we did. You know, w when I'm going full speed fishing, I can't back off because I've got, you know, I've got clients coming in, fishing's good. Um, but it just so happened that I, my back went out and, you know, it, it was, it, it was tough. I was out for, I think 30 days or so. So that was right at the beginning of, of my training and it kind of, it set me back a little bit, but you know, you, you, you helped it, that that's the great thing about our, you know, Ironman training is like, we all have setbacks. We all have things that we go through and what was, you know, kind of stressful is you've never done a triathlon before. I, I've never done a triathlon. I've never done any endurance sport, so that was that was a challenge. That really was a challenge, uh, just mentally. And and I just I didn't know whether I could, you know, I could put in, uh, you know, the effort to do that. I because I, I, there was no gauge. I mean, people that do triathlons, do you know Ironman? They they sort of know what they're doing, and a lot of times they kind of gradually. What I found out is that they kind of move up the ladder. They do something a little bit lighter. Normal people do. Right. And so, <laughs> well, I got thrown into a 70.3 right off the bat. Thank you, friends. And thank yeah, you, Pete. Yeah, th thanks, guys. Really appreciate that, Michael and Hoka. Thank you, thank you. Um, but but I, I'll tell you what. At first, it was really it was intimidating. It was a daunting task. But with your help, we broke it down into little silos or segments. And, you know, we looked at, or at least through your guidance, I looked at swim, bike, run. And I broke those down every time I trained. So I wasn't looking at, oh, my God, swim, bike, run every day. And that really helped me to, to, to put it in perspective that each one of those disciplines, you know, you can train, get proficient, and then really see how you progress, you know, through that. And because of your help, I didn't overtrain, and if I were left to my own devices, I, I, w I, I would not be sitting here today talking to you because I would have overtrained, and I definitely would have would have injured myself. I, I I know I would have done that. I remember talking to our friend Mike, and I was like, "Hey, does he have a coach?" And he's like, "No, but he needs you." I was like, "Consider it done." You yeah. know what I mean? And the rest is history, and we want to make history this weekend. But let's let's go back and digress a little bit into like the the thought that you have when they said, "Hey." Go out here and do this this half Ironman. You're like, oh, cool. Then they tell you the distance that you're going to swim 1.2 miles. You're going to ride a bike for 56 miles. 
on heels, and then you're going to run on the strand in an ocean side when it could be a little bit warm, it could be maybe a little bit cool. You never know what you're going to get on race day until you get it. Like, what was going through your mind when you were basically presented that distance? Well, yeah. So the first thing I heard, it wasn't a distance, it was Iron Man. That's the first thing I heard. And then everything kind of went, you know, went blank. I'm like, whoa, whoa, Iron Man. And then the distances came in and I went, wow, that, you know, that, that's, that, that's a lot. That's a daunting yeah. task. Now, of course, I, I've grown up on the water, swimming in the ocean, surfing, body surfing. I, you know, I, I rode a bike quite a bit, but just, you know, just casually, not, not in competition. Um, and I was never a runner. So, the way I looked at it was, okay, well, the swim should be uh, the most manageable. The bike, yeah, it might be easier, but the run was going to be the most intimidating part for me because I was not a runner. I played sports in high school, you know, football, baseball. You run well, though. Like, you really run well. That, that's, yeah. that's great to hear. So that, that's, what I, that's what I was looking at. And, and as I said earlier, breaking that down, I went, okay, I can break it down, but still those distances – that was, that was like, wow, I've got to swim 1.2. I've got to run. I have to run a half marathon. I hear half marathon. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, oh, my goodness, half marathon. And then I actually looked at the bike ride as the most manageable thing early on. Oh, 56 miles? Yeah, I've done. We've had many discussions about the bike. I've done that. <laughs> so I, I thought that was going to be the easiest right. part. So that's how I sort of wrapped my head around it the first you know, month or so. And then you know, we got into the training. What did the wife think? I know, you know, especially being a married man myself, as you go into these endeavors, especially the crazy ones that's going to take up probably 50% of your time from your family, like how did you engage her and how did you present it to her and what was her response? Well, you know, I, I, I presented it to her and I have an awesome wife. That, she is an unbelievable woman. And she was like, this is a really good challenge for you. At 55 years old, I'm like, whoa, okay. And so... You know, we, you know, we sat down and I, I said, you know, this is going to be my time commitment. This is what's, this is what's going to happen. And that was the help with you too, kind of getting me, you know, what it's going to take. Family, family first. Family love. first. Family and I first. said, that is the priority. Yeah. And you were so supportive in that. And that helped me sort of, you know, um, uh, express that to Michelle and the kids. But Michelle was, is, and still is so supportive. And the other great thing about Michelle is that, that she is, she's an athlete herself. She's a, she's a surfer, a great surfer. And she has a passion for that. And, you know, throughout our relationship, I've always supported her in that. And so this was a, a big challenge for me, even though she's always supported me in fishing and all that kind of stuff. Right. She's like, go for it. So to have that anchor uh, behind, you know, behind me and, and, and literally encouraging me to get off my butt some days and, and, and say, you got to get out there and do your run. You have to do this. You have to do your ocean swim. When it, it, honestly, there were days where I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't think so. She's like, uh, no, 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 no. You're going to get out and do this. So that's amazing. And I, I don't, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, I don't know if that's the exception to the rule, but I'm very lucky to have that support. I mean, and that is not a, everybody has that it. is a critical yeah. part of this because if I didn't have that, uh, once again, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now. But the key is, right? Most people, most athletes, don't think about that. When you think about the endeavor, you only think about what you have to go through, what you have to get done, what are your time commitments. But it affects the, all those people around you. And you know, sometimes you can forget about those people that support you or, or make it possible for you to have the space to do the recovery because it. Triathlon is not just about going on that bike ride. What are you doing afterwards? What are you doing before? You still got to work. And so it's really, it's not balancing, but it's, it's finding harmony in your life for home, profession, and training so you can do 
the race and enjoy it. A lot of people go into it. It's like, I'm just going to do the race and do the race. And they get so engulfed and you miss all the other amazing pieces that people are involved in and you forget about the community. But that's what tri triathlon, that's what Ironman is all about. So it's not, I talked to you about this uh, yesterday. It's not, it's not about you out here running by yourself or you out here uh, going swim, bike and run. Yes, triathlon is an individual sport. But guess what? You meet people in in the, the, the swim corrals, you meet people uh, in check-in, you meet people at the expo, you meet so many people. And, and one of the best places to meet people is on the run because everybody's suffering together. Yeah. Don't meet people on the bike because that's drafted and that's illegal, right? <laughs> and so there's certain things we, we don't do, but that's the biggest part is bringing the family along with you, finding how can they be involved. I remember even telling you, do yoga with your wife. Yeah, yeah, and, and we actually did, and she, she got my butt into a yoga class, and we did that quite a few times, massage, chiropractic, she was very, Michelle was really into, you know, having me maintain my body. The other thing is about, you know, incorporating your family is uh, making sure that you have an open line of communication, because what, what I found is you can get, as you said, get so, so immersed in the training and the recovery and the diet and on and on and on that you sort of push the most important people in your life kind of way. And that happened a couple times, and I saw that, and I pulled it back. Um, because, I, I, so whatever I do, I really want to do my best. And I, I set a very high expectation, which I, I think most, you know, endurance athletes do. You, you know, it, it's just you. And setting that high expectation, um, you have to keep that into perspective and where you are. So, hey, I'm an, I'm an entry-level triathlon. I'm not a professional. I don't do this for a living. But sometimes the training, you know, you really get into it. And um, though you have to, but you also have to kind of, you know, you kind of have to pull it back. After, oh. Yeah, and and or, organize. Yes. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like Conway, I text you and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, I felt really good. So I, I kept on going. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. We're not. We got oh, tomorrow the next day. Yeah. And so and that's the reason why, you know, I highly recommend a coach. <laughs> and Coach Morgan's really great because. Uh, if you, and believe me, on many days I was feeling really good, and uh, coach was like, oh, "No, no, 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 don't do that," because I wanted to run that extra mile. I wanted to push the pace. I wanted to do some ocean swims, you know. Just, mm. but it, you're like, "Don't do it." So I've learned: listen to your coach because your coach knows best. It's a sounding boy, right? Because most people are listening to ego. They're watching social media. Um, their, their fears are driving them. Like, I need more. I need to do more. I got to be faster. I don't want to miss the cutoffs. Or, and you can, you can actually, and you're a great athlete, right? You, I, I don't see a, you have an issue with any of that, not that something off the wall happens and you're still equipped to handle that, right? That's what we do in training. But a lot of people overdo it because they think they don't, that they're not enough. And I, I kept telling you, you've done all the work. Like, you've put in the hours, you've put in the miles, you've put in the laps. Now you have to believe in what you're doing. And not only are you setting that example for yourself, but you have two sons oh, yeah. that are always watching you oh, as well. They're awesome. So when I'd be getting my stuff ready in the garage for a bike ride, they'd come out and they're like, hey, Dad, you're going on a ride or a run? And, you know, my eldest, Max, is like, I really, maybe I'll try to do a, a triathlon. And, in fact, a couple times he, he would take his bike out, and we have a track close to our house, and, and he, he, I, would, he, I would let him ride his bike around the track, and he would pace me at a certain pace. And he loved it. So I was incorporating him into it. Harmony, um, yeah. And it, it was great. And then Michelle, uh, she'd get on her stand-up paddleboard. We'd do an ocean swim. She'd be out there with me. So, I mean, incorporating that and not being totally selfish about it, but... 
when you incorporate your family or friends, they have a better understanding of what's going on. It makes you feel better because it's just, because you're showing, you know, you're kind of showing them what it's all about, and they honestly really appreciate it to see the effort that you're putting in. So sure. I mean, it's great. Yeah, and it's it's more important not only to set the example for them, but there's other people watching you too, right. like your mother. Like oh your father. My gosh, yeah. These are people that are out there watching you too and, and seeing you do something hard. Yeah. And at probably in a glimpse, like a questioning your sanity at the same time. Oh, yeah. But then supporting you when you need it. And your mother is what, 94? 94. 94. Yeah. And she's going, is she going to be here cheering you on? No, she's not. She's not. She, okay. But we're, uh, the day after, we're going to go down to her house. Okay. And I bought her this t shirt. I think it said uh, Iron Man Mom or something like that. But Iron Mom. Iron Mom. Yep. And so we're going to go down there and. Um, She's 94, and, and she has said that. Why are you doing it? This is That seems crazy, but, but, but she's like, I'm really proud of you. So I really want her to see the accomplishment, uh, the, the rewards of all the hard work. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I wish she could be here, but she's got, she actually has an event that night. <laughs> so she's got to go to that. And at 94, she can't really be up. You do two things in one day. But no, she's, she's going to be with us. And um, I'm really excited to, to go over to her, her house on Sunday and, and just, you know, show her what, what we did. Let's talk about another special person in your life, your father. Yeah. Yep. Right. He, he won't be able to be with us. No, nope. but he is going to be with you in spirit. Oh, yeah. On, absolutely. A, on every step of the course. I know oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, you know, my dad passed away. Two, I think it was a little over two years ago. And um, he, he's, he's, a, he's a big reason why I'm here as well. Um, you know, he suffered from cancer. He's, he had, a, he had a, a pretty tough last six months of his life. And, but I saw how he fought and how he was resilient and how he had the inner strength to, to not to, to, to show that, you know, that, that he was, was strong, uh, to power through what he was going through. And um, so... Seeing that, and he was always like that my entire life, a very strong person, um, mentally tough, uh, had, a, had, a, had a fortitude that was unbelievable. And so this race is, is to honor him as well. And when I'm on that bike or when I'm hitting those, if I'm, when I'm hitting tough moments, I'm thinking about him and what he went through the last six months of his life. And that's really helped on training. That's gotten me through some pretty tough training sessions. But um, so when you sort of put, when I put that in my head, and I look at that, and I, lo I look at him, and I look at what he went through, and um, it's, it's going to be motivating. And, and he's going to be with me. And I've got his, Always. he wore this great St. Christopher medal, and I, I got it. And I'm going to wear that on the run. And then when I cross that finish line, I'm just going to, you know, it, it's going to be awesome. That's it's what be, it's all about, yeah. man. I mean, we have so many people that, we're, we, that we have that support us, that, yeah. that are in our corners, and they, they got you here. That, you know, everything that you have to, to do, everything you will experience this weekend, yeah. they will all be with you. But since we're talking about the weekend, we got to talk about race preparation. Right. Are you ready, Conway Bowman? I, I, you know what? I'm ready. No, I, I, now, you don't sound ready, brother. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm freaking ready. You I was sure? going to say the other word, but yeah. Because you, you, I know you were talking to me about I couldn't okay. sleep. He was like, well, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I can't sleep. So, this, so I, I'm, I'm ready. I, physically, I'm ready. I just don't know what to expect. That's because the I've point. never done it. I mean, you got people in the audience that have a, don't have a clue what to expect, and they might have done like three or four races already. <laughs> because guess what? No one knows what happens on race day, right? That's so great. This, so, you see how beautiful this is? Oh, my this God. This is liable not to happen on race day just because that's how races happen. Okay, perfect. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's perfect the day before. Yeah. It's perfect the day yeah. after. But on race day, you're like, oh, where did this heat come from? Where did the sun right. come from? Right. 
know where the swales coming from in the open water. Right. Exactly. I mean, that, and that's so you, you just you you don't like I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I think um, I think physically I'm there because of the training that we've done. Hold on. We know we don't speak passively. Oh. You think? Oh, no, I know I'm there physically. Yeah. Okay. I know I'm there it's physically. That, we don't, that's not acceptable ever. I love that. that, that that's <laughs> that's going to get me through the race. Morgan <laughs> we, says passive, we, don't, we don't speak passively. No. I mean, You're it, right. it might You're happen. Right, yeah. Well, it should. I've done my best. All you're doing is no, giving, I'm gonna go kick you're giving ass. yourself I'm out. A, I'm going to kick okay? it. I'm going to kick ass. Just say it ass. like you mean it, then. I'm going to kick ass. Okay. You're going to kick booty. I'm going to kick booty. Oh, kick booty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we have um, one of the struggles that I know that we've kind of dealt with through, not only was it your back, but it was like really learning nutrition. Right. Because like, you know, nutrition is like doing taxes. Everybody needs it, but everybody wants to do it. Right. You know what I mean? So like, how was that learning like the macros? I know we went through it. It's like, hey, coach, I, I, I did my nutrition well. Well, how, how was it? It went good. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> what you told me? Well, what is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just felt good. Yeah, but then we got down to we started talking about the macros, you know, how much sodium to intake, yeah. how much carbs, how much, you know, magnesium in the ratio, uh, these things, potassium and things that we that we overlook, but also are, are a very big, big part of finishing the race because you can have all the fitness in the world. Right. If your nutrition ain't right. Right. You ain't right. Well, I, I think that, and so you dialed me, and I had no idea it was that important. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go out and do some Gatorade or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, oh, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. So, so you really broke it down for me in terms of you know, sodium intake, potassium, calories. And so we worked on that, and um, getting that dialed in is really interesting. If There were times when I was just a little bit off, and I felt my body was off. Okay. But once I got that dialed in and that formula down... Man, it was... It you was, remember it. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And, and, that, and you're so in tune with your body, too. You have to understand it because guess what? People will say, oh, I got my nutrition dialed in. But if you lose everything, do you still know what's on the course that you can replace it right, with? Right, exactly. It's under... Because triathlon is not about, oh, let's just do the race. Like, anybody can do the distance. I, I, I believe that. You can train physically to do the distance. But do you have the tools... To, to get it done with, when things go wrong. Right, right, right. That's yeah. what a true endurance athlete is all about. That's true. Yeah, I, you know, so um, I've gone through that, through my head. What am I going to do if I lose a water bottle, if I lose a gel, whatever? And um, I've got some backup stuff that I, that I just, I have, that I'm going to have on me. Always have backup. Uh, I'm, I know where the aid stations are. I know what they're going to, to give me. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I've got the backup plan for that. Now, hopefully it doesn't happen, but like you said, you never know what's going to happen. So, but, and once again, so because I've never done this, those are all, that's all, that's all um, uncharted waters for me. Well, that's not uncharted because we did race simulations. That's right. Okay. And how did those help you? Oh, they were great. And you talk about a confidence booster. When you do that, you can actually say, oh, wow. Okay. I can actually do that. Correct. It's just, it's so the first time I ran 12 miles. So I got up that morning. I'm like, oh man, I gotta run 12 miles. It's gonna be a long day. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a long day. So I got out and I, I actually ran the course here at Oceanside, which is awesome, by the way. And um, I got through that and I, I walked up to my truck and I go, wow, I did that. And I did that in, in, a, in a respectable time, a respectable time for me. I'm like, holy moly, I just ran 12 miles. And that was huge because now in my head, I, I know I knew at that point I can totally do that. You know the crazy part is uh, we we're here live right at at the expo and and at Oceanside right out right out here on the water and we got people here listening to you and we talk about your you know how we all set expectations on ourselves right but the problem is the expectations are amazing 
when they go right, right? Yeah. Well, well, how do you deal with expectations when we start talking about elevation gain when it was not going the way you thought it should? Right. So elevation gain. So um, I, so it got in my head. So there was a certain thing with pacing, and that that that's what it was. And um, I, I did a lot of uh, a lot of elevation training. It, and I'm lucky because I live here in, in Encinitas, and we have tons of hills here. And so I would I would train hard on elevation, and then the la the latter part of the rides would be you know just along the coast, and I could never hit these numbers, and it got in my head, right? But I, I, I didn't think it through. I'm like, well, the reason why your numbers your your speed numbers aren't great is because you basically have been doing lots of elevation work, and you have obviously you're not going to blow up blow up those 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 mountains or those hills. So once I got that kind of figured out, I'm like, okay. But I was putting a lot of my a lot of pressure on myself, looking at numbers, especially on the bike, going, I'm not hitting that 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 MPH that I need to hit, and that really started working on me. And then I I, had, I talked to you. And I, and I, I what do we talk about? What do we talk about? You just do you said, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it, no. right? But because you said you're getting your, he go, you said, I'll take elevation any day over, you know, over what, what the. Yeah, the you're riding on the coast, you're stopping at every light. And it, that's, so, just, yeah. that's just not a race simulation. Like, let's go east a little bit. Let's get some elevation because when we get back, because everybody's going to leave here. We got a little small hill going out of the, uh, the harbor, yeah, yeah. right? Being your easiest gear, yeah. right? You're going to go out that hill. You're going to enter base, and then you're going to be good for a while. And it's going to feel great. You're going to hit some little bit of rollers, but then you're going to come to the back to the back area, go through the park, and then Mateo, you're going to see from a distance. You're going to look right. You're going to turn, and you're going to be like, do I got to go up that? Yeah, but yeah. The, the, the thing is, from the moment you cross into the base, you have a little bit of rollers right. and you feel fine. But the moment you go through that gate, you ha you're going uphill it's like a false flat. It got looks it. flat, but you're climbing the whole time. And that kind of that, that builds on your legs because it starts to feel harder. And you're right, like, right, oh, right. I felt great for the first half. What am I supposed to do? Got you it. still need to climb Mateo. And I'm, I'm telling you, guess what? Uh, people don't understand. But I'll say, oh, Mateo's fine. Yes, if you're used to that. Right, right, right. right. If you're doing that. But there will be there will be mental challenges on that heel because you're going to see people get off their bike and walk Got up. Got it, right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's going to happen. Like yeah. anybody here that hasn't did the course before, you need to make sure that you're pacing correctly because if you go blow it out, in the, right. in the beginning, yeah. you still have to go through base. Yeah. And you might after you get to the top, you got three little, you got three, not little climbs, but three climbs. And then you come to the front side of base, and so you basically coming up, uh, we call it the wind tunnel. Because you you may ha have no wind, but you're likely to have a headwind coming out of there. Yeah. Right? And so it's understanding those pieces of the race that really help you accomplish the goal that you're setting. Right, right, right. right yeah. Because if you, if you don't go in and go piece by piece, like I tell people about um, – when you're running the, mar the half marathon, break it down into 5Ks. Don't look at the whole picture. Like anything, what they say, how you eat an elephant, just one small bite at a time. And you look at these splits as you go and you break the course down so you can be successful and understand what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, so that, and that's what I, 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 so you advised me doing that early on and that really helped with my training. Breaking things down in, into micro pieces and just kind of, you know, each one of those, those pieces is, is a goal that you're going to meet. Rather than taking the whole, you know, taking the whole thing, uh, looking at the whole thing as 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 a, the big giant elephant, right? So, um, but yeah, I think I I, I know the, the climbing is going to help. My last ride, I felt really good, um, and I was I was doing you know some of those some of those days I was doing forty five hundred feet or something like that, and yeah. I'm lucky right out right out where I live. I mean, it's immediate boom right up right up the hill, so that's great. But um, 
taking things in small chunks that's really helped out a lot. Uh, and, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm just stoked to, to get on the race course tomorrow because um, I'm pretty much over the training. <laughs> It's crazy how you want the race to get here so fast, and you're like, oh, I, I, I want to do this race. And then by the time you get close to the race, you're like, man, I can't wait to be done with it. But mark my words, on Sunday, when you, you're going you're gonna to sit there, and everybody does, has had did a full or a half or any type of race, and you've been leading up to all this training, and you're trying to figure out how to work your schedule, and then you sit there on Sunday, it's like, what's next? Like, what do I do next? <laughs> I'll talk to you Sunday about that. <laughs> You're not thinking about it now? Nope. What are you thinking about now? The race tomorrow. What are you going to do when you cross that finish line? What, is, what are you thinking about? How have you envisioned that? Because we, we don't just think about what could happen, but we also want to envision success. So what does success look like you at the finish line when, when you come up and you see your, your wife and your boys? Oh, I, I, I'm, go, I'm going to, when, I, when, that, when, when that finish line is in view, I'm going, depending on how much energy I have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run up to it. I'm going to salute my dad, hold up that St. Christopher medal, okay? Give him a kiss, find my wife and kids, give them a hug and a kiss, and a long hug, hug and a kiss. And hopefully, uh, the, all the folks that have helped me through this journey are going to be somewhere around, and I'm going to give them a bunch of hugs and high fives and knuckles, and then have something to eat and drink, and then, uh, you know... Go have a good time. Go man. have a good time. So celebrate your accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it's all about, man. Again, I want to I want to thank you for allowing me to coach you, oh, allowing man, me to be the great. person that guides you. Uh, like they say, you know, a lot of people, you can do it by yourself. You can you can train by yourself. But I don't care if you have a coach or you don't have a coach. When you're doing this Iron Man thing, you're not doing it alone. There's other people out here with you. There's other people out here going through the exact same things, and you're going to have a common bond with you on the, out there on that course. And I, I want to make sure that you understand that. I want you, I want you to take the time on the run to meet at least one person. This, okay. this, this, is, this is my guide to you now, because if you leave here not having presented yourself in a way where, like, I'm here with you, you're not going to get the full experience because yeah. we can get so serious that we miss the whole journey. Yeah. And because everything, it ain't about just crossing the finish line. Everything from the first day until the last moment when you cross that line is your journey. Everything that you've done to this point, you've put in sometimes blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Yeah. You are made for this. You are enough. With that being said, what is one of the mantras you're going to use when things get a little bit rough for you? Keep moving forward. That's it. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Is there any advice you can give to somebody that has never done a triathlon, never been out here, and they're, they're, gonna, they're just going to skip the other two distances and go straight to the half? Get a coach. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, just break it down into segments. Break it. Don't, don't look at it as, a, as an overwhelming task because even though it looks like that initially – you can totally do it if you break it down. You break your training down into segments and you're organized. Incorporate your family, incorporate your friends because they will give you power to get through those tough days. And have, and as you said, just have fun. You just know, it's, have fun. The, the Ironman community, the, the triathlon community is so wonderful. It's awesome. And uh, it's, it's just really an honor to be here. Let's find out who's racing with you. If you're sitting outside right now and you're racing, please raise your hand. Everybody right, get a round of applause yeah. to everybody out here. Please, please. 
and y'all don't sound real excited. I don't know if y'all trying to conserve energy. You know, I, I, Conway needs a, a little bit of energy. I want you to say, on the count of three, anything is possible as loud as you can. You ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? One, two, three. Anything is possible. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Good luck on your journey. There you have it, the live podcast with Conway Bowman at Ironman 70.3 Oceanside. It was a pleasure for me to work with him. It was a pleasure for me to be there. And I'm glad I got to follow him on the journey. Everything that he did, all the obstacles that he had to overcome, and all the great people that inspired him and helped him along the way. If you want to see how Conway Bowman did on race day, check out his short film. Now available on all Ironman Global social channels and Oka's YouTube page. Coach Morgan signing off. Inspiration is given by what you do every day. So never stop giving it. The Beyond Podcast Series brought to you by Hoka and Iron Man.